Well, hi, and welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about how walking with Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. Um, And this episode is the fourth episode in five, where we're talking to different Life Bible Fellowship Church local outreach partners as part of our Justice and Mercy series. And so I'm really excited today. We're joined by Holly Betke, who's the Executive Director of Growing Pains, and then our very own Natalie Stidham, who's a member of our church and sort of our church liaison um, to Growing Pains. So thank you so much to both of you for joining us for this. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, thank you. So, so here's what I'd love to do. Holly, I, I would love to have you start and just, um, I'm sure there's some people at our church that are going to be familiar with what Growing Pains is, but a lot that won't know about this. So could you just give us just a little sense of what Growing Pains is and what you guys do? Sure. So Growing Pains started um, at Valley View High School in 2008 um, and serving uh, teen parents. And um, back when we started, there was about 60 teen parents that attended the school. Um, They came to class, to Growing Pains class with their kids. Um, And then over time, Growing Pains has evolved. So now we're serving in um, five different high schools. And we also have an evening class that goes twice a month. Um, Actually, for the fall, we started going down to once a month, but previously it was twice a month. And um, that's for young parents who've graduated. They attend with their kids. um, And it's more of a support group where um, it's not so much learning about parenting, but just supporting one another. That's great. Now, now, Natalie, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come back to you on this also, sure. Holly, but Natalie, I'd love to hear just what was it that drew you to want to be involved in this group and what have been some things that you've got to experience in being involved with Growing Pains? Okay. Um, I think initially the reason I got started was mainly out of convenience, uh, wanting to serve, do something uh, through my church. At the time, I had five children and the youngest was just a few months old. Hmm. Um And so I found Growing Pains was something that I could do with lots of kids still at home. So um, I started helping Susan Fudge, our previous founder, um, in her garage, sorting clothes, sorting food, getting things ready for the classes that Holly was mentioning, and just kind of behind the scenes. And over time, I would hear her talk about the different students and the different people that uh, they were connecting with and their stories and what they were going through and things. And it made me curious to... uh, get to know them myself and and be involved in a more close, you know, connection with them. So eventually, as the, my kids got a little bit older, I s- jumped into Montclair High School's classroom and started the um, weekly classes there, made some connections, and then have been doing that and been more closely connected with the students ever since. Um, so I've had lots of opportunities to walk girls through their pregnancies, um, help with child care for some of them when they went on interviews. I've been in the delivery room with one of them wow. once. Um, just each situation is really different. The girls are all at different places. Some have really hard, bad home environments. And we help with food and we come and pick them up and we go to the doctor with them. And it just, it really depends. A lot of them need to go get their birth certificate or they need to go get their driver's license or just whatever, wherever things are, we kind of just try to jump in and walk beside them and help them, you know, where they need it. So good. Well, thanks. And I love that just hearing that, that you got involved sort of with what you were able to do at the time. And just you saw an increasing opportunity. And now you're 
much more a part of sort of the core of what's going on there. Right, right. Um, so, so and, and Holly, I'd love to hear from you. You know, you you were just sharing before we started recording that you've recently, and as of May, you became the executive director of Growing Pains. So congratulations, <laughs> Thank first you. of all. Um, but also maybe you could just share with us what drew you to this group and, and how did you end up getting involved in the first place? Um, so I actually got involved with Growing Pains in 2014 because I was a mom that they served. Um, and actually, that's how I met Natalie. Um, Natalie and Jonathan gifted me some baby stuff that their kids had outgrown. Um, so Malachi, my oldest, his first crib and high chair came from Natalie's <laughs> house. Um, and so my parents knew Susan, um, who was the founder. And um, when I became pregnant in college, um, my parents reached out to her. And mm. I didn't attend classes, but she gave me resources. And she just always stuck Something about her, I just never forgot because she was really kind. And I knew she was, um, she did growing pains, but I didn't know what growing pains was. I just knew that they gifted me stuff. And so fast forward a few more years and um, I was in my master's program at Cal Baptist and I needed to interview a director of a nonprofit. And um, I reached out to Susan and I sat down and interviewed her Um and just was really surprised by what gr the lengths that Growing Pains went for um, the parents that they served. And so um, I finished my master's program and went up to Susan one day after church and said, can I be your intern? <laughs> um, I actually hadn't even asked my husband if that was okay, um, because that was not the plan for me to do an unpaid internship. But um, I interned for about a year with Susan and um, then stepped into a uh, the role of um, program coordinator. So I oversaw the high school schools um, for a few years. And then, like you said, recently became the executive director. Yeah. So. And so you were also sharing before, this is not only a time where, you know, over the this year has been a time of transition for you in that position, but also you were both sharing this has been a time for transition for growing pains because yes. it sounds like some of sort of the aftermath of the pandemic and school mm -hmm. shutdowns has led to some different approaches. So may, yeah. maybe we can start again with you, Holly, sure. but just walk through a little bit of what's going on with growing pains now and how some of that is changing. Sure, so um, prior to actually this school year, we were serving, um, like I said, in five different high schools and there was a need in those high schools. There was pregnant teens that the schools were aware of. Um, and when I reached out to our schools, um, in August this year, I was told that that number had really decreased and um, they were finding that the teen parents were dropping out of school. Mm. Um, and so we've, we are serving in one high school currently um, on a regular basis, and that's Valley View, the continuation high school. Um, but it's really caused us to shift our what does this look like? And um, I have spent so much time in prayer of like, OK, God, you know, Growing Pain started as a program for teen parents. And um, maybe that's not where we're meant to go in the future. Or maybe we're meant to add more things to what Growing Pains is doing. Um, and so we do still have our evening class that is once a month um, and we have dinner together and we're um, this is where parents come and their kids come. And so, um, like I said, it's more of a support group. But um, we as a team just met this week and started talking about single moms and what does that look like? Um, and uh, I have a huge heart for single moms because I was a single mom for two years before I got married. And I know without my parents support my life and my son's life would have been drastically mm -hmm. different. Um, and so 
God put single moms on my heart a few months ago, and I've been praying about it and just trying to figure out what this looks like. Um, and so I'm excited for what this could look like. We have a, we had a great group. There were seven of us meeting. Um, we had a couple of single moms come in who've been single moms for um, for years and just talk about their hardships and what their needs were. And um, so we are at the very beginning stages of planning and hoping to launch something in early 2023 that will strictly be a group, most likely, again, a support group for single moms. But it will go outside of just a meeting. It'll be, um, you know, a place where maybe they're invited to special events and um, where we have a team that will maybe do home repairs for moms or car repairs or just offer services for each of them. Um, and like Natalie said, Growing Pains is kind of, if you want us to to step out and do more for you, we are open to that. And, you know, so we we want to provide those services. And if, if they're needed, you know, they're available. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I love in just talking about Growing Pains, you know, when we think of us as a church getting involved in these different groups, we don't always recognize it, but we all approach Jesus from a point of desperation. Sure. You know, we we all come to Jesus, broken, guilty, godless sinners, and thank God He meets us in that moment of of deepest need. Um, and we don't go through <laughs> our lives constantly with that kind of sense of our desperate need for God. And we also don't always have times where we're sort of widely in desperate need, but. One of the things I love about this Growing Pains organization is that it's meeting primarily women at a point of deep need of just like, I really am in a tough place and I need somebody to step into the gap here. And it's just, it's so Christ-like, the idea of experiencing that. And and so part of this, uh, th the next question I want to ask and, and have each of you just talk a little bit about um, is just the spiritual component of this, <laughs> bo both for yourselves and then also maybe of opportunities just to say, what has it been like for you getting to live out that Christ likeness and saying, we're looking to step into the gap for somebody who's desperate, just as Jesus met us in our desperation. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe also things where you've got to see, you know, that uh, I was there to sort of teach a parenting skill, or I was there to provide a resource, but God opened up an avenue that was for something deeper, that, that was for a spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. um, so, so maybe Natalie can start with you and just, what has it been like for you just on the spiritual level getting to be involved in this group? Um, it has been uh, just a very unique and, and great opportunity. Um, I'm thinking of one girl in particular that I connected with early on who came from a really bad situation, um, was living with her boyfriend's parents um, because she had been kicked out of her home. Mm. She was actually crawling through the window of her the room she was staying in because they wouldn't let him come through the front of the house. Like really, really bad. Um, no, no church experience, no faith. You know, just she was just getting by. Um, fast forward, she's now married. Mm. She's involved in a Calvary Chapel church. She's in a stable environment. Um, it's it's changed her life, um, not just growing pains, but just different things that she's gone through, and um, it's made a huge difference. And I remember um, sitting in the doctor's office with her one day, months into the relationship with her, and she turned and she goes, "Why are you so nice to me?" And and it it you know caught me off guard for a minute, and I just you know, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but I think it was just something to the effect that you know. 
I'm a Christian and we're supposed to help people and I want to help you and, you know, I see a need and I can help you. And I've, you know, been a single mom too and I can, you know, I understand how hard it is and I, you know, can be here for you. So, so it's definitely allowed me to be the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, that we're called to be. Um, I think, you know, that's mainly, mainly it, but yeah. I've, 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 liked having the opportunity to be able to serve and meet you know meet the needs yeah that well, we see in what, front of us so. yeah and what a cool thing like you were saying to we don't always get to see sort of the rest of the story but with her getting to see some of the fruit that came in her life in the long term must mm -hmm. have been really amazing right right it has been it has definitely you know yeah been neat to see the changes and and she's got a much better future you know ahead of her now so yeah yeah. And how about for you, Holly? What comes to mind when you just think of what has this been like for you just in, in your relationship with the Lord in serving in this way and getting to see him use you in this way? Um, I think I never saw myself doing something like this. So this has been, I've really had to step out in faith many times. Um, even in this season, like, all right, God, I, it's already overwhelming to be, um, stepping into the role of executive director after our founder retired and susan is a just a loved human being she's wonderful um and so i have really had to put my faith in god and go i have no idea what you're trying to do but like i use me and i'm you know i'm available um but i think i've found in my own story a lot of healing by being a part of growing pains mm. um and i was not expecting that i think as a leader you expect to be the one teaching and i have learned so much from our moms um and like uh, natalie said just being able to be just a part of their story but even just to see um the growth that comes from us being involved is really um it's a wonderful thing to be a part of yeah and that is one and, and i'm glad you said something about that because i think that um, a lot of us find that happening, that when we're serving where Jesus has called us to serve, we don't always see it coming, but he ends up doing profound healing things in our lives and bringing up things that maybe we thought, I dealt with that, I'm fine, and we realize, no, I, like, <laughs> I still need to work through this, or I still need the Spirit to lead me through this. And I just know as people get involved in these, in these sorts of organizations, you have that opportunity. Um, all right, so here's what I want to ask next. You know, when you're doing a nonprofit like this, obviously you got all kinds of people involved. You got many hands. You got lots of people doing different things. Um, one of our goals as a church, as we've been walking through our fall sermon series, is that everybody at the church, every family or every life group gets involved in one of our local outreach partners in mm -hmm. some way. So if somebody was thinking about growing pains and just saying, what might that look like if I was going to get involved? Um, maybe you could give some examples of just what might be the different ways that people could get involved with growing pains. Um, so, I mean, we have, obviously, you could step into a mentor role, which is a bigger commitment, um, either a weekly, bi-week, or bi-monthly, or a monthly commitment. Or um, we have things all the way down to just donating. We give a lot of different um, baby items away and kids, kids clothing away. Um, and so the more people we have donating, I mean, we, we give resources out on um, very regularly. Um, but I think, you know, with this talk about a single mom's group, we don't know quite what those needs are, but I know 
the way that I'm envisioning this this support group being, it's going to be big, and we're going to need a lot of um, a lot of partners in that, and a lot of different volunteers, whether they're making meals, um, because that's one of the hopes that I have is that we have a group that makes meals. So if a mom has just given birth or um, is sick, that they can put in a request for meals to be delivered to their house. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think some of the ways that we currently need help is we have one person who is our uh i call him when i need something picked up that cannot fit in my car Mm. and um that team i've realized recently needs to grow because we have a lot of people wanting to donate large items that and we don't have vehicles that can do that and that's a that's a pretty small way because it wouldn't be often it would be just kind of on an on-call basis but um yeah, and we, we have childcare. Um, we are always looking for uh, women in particular, and this could be teen girls as well, hmm. um, to volunteer in our childcare because we, um, e- our evening class group, we, we offer that, and we'll be offering okay. that for the support group for single moms. So um, that, those would be opportunities for teenagers to get absolutely. involved and help provide the childcare while you guys are doing these classes and these groups. Yes. And that would be, um, that's been a hard thing. We've had, um, we've had a good team and, you know, the pandemic changed things. And right now we do have a good team. Um, but in hopes of growing to a different, um, to starting a support, another support group, we are going to need to grow our childcare team as well. Yeah. And what I I just thought, uh, obviously, and, and understandably, a lot of the a lot of the need is for women to step into these positions. You kind of mentioned something about like, all right, the, there's a guy who comes and helps yeah. pick things up. If if there are some guys listening to this or thinking about growing pains and saying, well, like, I understand I'm not going to be mentoring a, a you know pregnant 16 year old girl, but I have a heart for this. Are there some things that you would just say, gosh, we could use some guys to help us in some different ways? So I think, yeah, like I said, if you've got a large vehicle and you can pick up, you know, I can call you on a Wednesday and you pick up items on a Friday, um, that would be, you know, we we do need men for that. I mean, we just had someone donate um, a fridge, a washer and a dryer. And I looked at my husband and was like, I would love to take these, but I can't pick them up. And um, our one volunteer was not available and Mm. it ended up working out. But having... um, a, a group of men able to do that with um, large vehicles that can pick things up. But the other thing is um, my hope and what I've heard from my friends who are single moms is if something happens to their car and they can't afford to fix it um, or something happens in their home that they cannot afford to fix it, if there are men that know how to work on cars, as simple as maybe oil changes or changing tires um, or a plumbing issue, somebody, um, if there are men out there or, or women too, who know how to do those things, that would be um, just fantastic because that's something that we really want to be able to offer for the single moms in particular. Yeah, no, that that's great. And I know we do have some men. I don't know who all is listening right now, but guys, <laughs> if you're like, I could do that, or wives, if you're like, my husband knows how to do that, <laughs> that's cool just to hear like there's a variety of different ways. Well, and I think also another way that men could serve if interested um, would be if we have like a park day or something like that, there's some of the girls have older children. If they want to just come play with the kids, you know, play with the boys or, um, you know, things like that, or even just to to connect with the girls as well 
And um, I think it's Roger. I'm assuming you're talking mm -hmm. about Roger is like a father figure to many mm -hmm. of the girls. And he can talk to them and say things to them that we can't say, <laughs> from, you know, from a man's perspective. And they respect him. Mm -hmm. And so there is a place you know for men as well to connect in certain ways with the moms and then the kids as well the kids love the relationships with other men and you know having men to play with at the park and and different things so those those connections can definitely be made with with men as well awesome. and are much needed i think that's good um <laughs> so. So, so last question and and well i'll start with you natalie and then holly go to you but um for somebody that's hearing <laughs> this if somebody is thinking about like maybe I might want to do this. Maybe I might want to get involved in this in some way. Um, just what would you, be your message to somebody that's kind of like, I, I feel a little drawn, but maybe a little bit intimidated. Mm -hmm. You went through the process of, of volunteering. So right. what would be your encouragement for somebody? Um, I would just say, you know, start praying about it for sure and see if that's what God wants, you know, wants them to do. Um, and then maybe just come to a th one of our Thursday night meetings or one of our school meetings to see what we're about and see what we do, how, how things work, things like that. Um, we often recently are having opportunities of particular individuals who have some needs. They need to be taken to the grocery store to get groceries because they just had a baby. Um, just assistance with different sorts of things. There's opportunities to go with us to do those things, to meet the girls, to see what we're doing, um, things like that. But yeah, I think we really need the prayer right now. So mm. it, just start by praying, praying for direction for us, what we're supposed to do. If we are supposed to start the single mom uh, group, that those girls would come. We would reach them, we'd find them, and they would come. And so, so yeah, that would that's be good. my suggestion. Yeah, and I'm glad <laughs> you emphasized prayer. That's that's the thing that we've been saying. You know, for the for the partner that you adopt, you're committing to praying. And then you're also looking into the giving and volunteering, but we're committing to praying. So I'm glad you emphasized that. Um, Holly, just what, what would you say to somebody who's like, maybe I want to do this, but I'm I'm intimidated. Um, I would say don't be intimidated. <laughs> um, yeah. Do these two ladies look yeah. intimidating? They're going to welcome you in. Um, I think the beautiful thing about Growing Pains is we take you as you are. Um, and I have loved that. I'm a very like vulnerable human being. Um, and so if I show up on a good day or a bad day, I've always been accepted. And so um, I think it's easy to be intimidated starting in a new um, volunteer opportunity. But um, like Natalie said, pray about it. And if God's putting that on your heart, reach out because we, we have a need. Um, and it could be something very small, as simple as you're volunteering a couple hours a month or you're volunteering weekly. But um, I would say, yeah, if God's putting it on your heart, do it because we are not an intimidating group and we will take you as you are. Yeah. Well, that is wonderful. Thank you so much, not only but both of you for coming to do this podcast episode, but just thank you for the ways that you're serving Jesus and serving our community through such a, it, it's not hard. I don't think anybody could listen to this and think, why would we need something like this? It's obvious why something like this is important. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Absolutely. And, um, and thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to this or watch this. Um, as, I already, as I mentioned, this is the fourth of five episodes that we're doing where we're talking with our different local outreach partners. So you can go back and watch the other episodes on our YouTube channel. Um, and then just also through our website, lbf.church. You can go back and watch all the episodes of The Christian Contrast. We put an episode out every two weeks um, just to look to deal with similar issues. And feel free also to comment or give questions or feedback. We'll definitely look to link to the website for growing pains just if you want to check that out and, and start to take a next step. 
Um, But thanks so much for taking the time to watch or to listen, and we'll see you in two weeks with a new episode.